Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Don't Who are you? turn off. I know, don't turn off. It is me. It is what have Rob. you done with Rob? <laughs> I've replaced him with Barry White. <laughs> are you alright? Yeah, I'm okay. I've just got a bit of a bit of a cold. So every, every now and again you might hear a little bit of a <laughs> I've uh, the difference is I'm here. I'm not lying in bed. Oh. Oh <laughs> you've been lining that one up all day, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. Uh I'm I'm okay. I don't I don't feel unwell. Well, I do a little bit, but I feel okay. It's just my voice is a bit husky. So if anybody likes a bit of ASMR, I can do a bit of uh, talking into the microphone for you, whisper into the microphone with a very deep husky voice. For a fee, if you um, want. For a f- yeah, or, for a fee. Or to be sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sponsor me if anybody wants to sponsor. Cough medicines out there if you want to sponsor. Although last night I, I, I was doing Laura's editing, so I went downstairs to get some cough medicine and couldn't find it with my eyes clothes searching through the, the drugs cupboard uh found i found some cough medicine but it was arthur's so it was like under under fives cough medicine tasted really really nice it was marshmallow flavor hang on help seven foot man that needs to get the right <laughs> dosage of ch- children's cough medicine what does he do drink three bottles yeah. of the stuff <laughs> yeah, even touched yeah. You. It, it, to be fair it worked it was i only had like what, oh, what it sounds what like it. <laughs> yeah well now i'm taking the, the adult's cough medicine it's not as it doesn't taste as nice so i might go back to arthur's it's quite nice marshmallow flavored cough medicine yeah it was lovely it was lovely so what, what's the matter? you just I, feel, I, feel rough or what? no i don't feel rough i feel okay i've just got a bad cough i'm just i don't know it's just this time of the year into with the bloody weather and going hot and then cold and hot and then cold i've had it for a couple of days because we met on saturday didn't we We'll, we did. I won't spoil. We did, and I, and I, I felt a bit rough then, but it's just progressively got worse. But I've been running. It's not stopped me from running. Um, it's just, I don't know, bizarre. But anyway, this this uh, episode has been done on a Tuesday instead of a normal Thursday. So when we do the Strava League, apologies to the people that think to themselves, "Oh, I'm going to get some last minute last minute miles in on Wednesday or Thursday." We are doing it Tuesday. So the worst thing is they won't know that until Friday. I know. I and know. I did think that too. themselves into the ground. I can get on the Strava leaderboard. <laughs> uh, Christian Prince, he's going to be trying to get it. We're going to be having yeah. Kim and Bedford having a battle. We can tell. I that. saw. I was, what, that's, was Christian Prince. I saw Christian. Prince. We've got the questions from. Chris. It's a very Christian Prince heavy focused uh, episode uh, uh, today because I saw Christian Prince on Saturday after the part run. I was talking to him. I'll, I'll come on to that in a bit. And he's the, he's he's the one who supplied us with a question. So. Uh, it's a very Christian Prince heavy show today. That's why I've got my husky voice on. We'll have our friend, just for Christian Prince. friend of the show, Dave, runs hundred miles and hides all his runs at the last minute. Doesn't get anywhere near and then the board because we, we did it on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, we haven't mentioned Dave for a while. How are you, Dave? <laughs> Come on, Dave. Let us know that you're, you're still around. Are you doing Manchester, Dave? Are you still on for Manchester? I'll be okay for Manchester by then, hopefully. Yeah, good. I should be. But anyway, how are you? I'm all right, you know. After after yeah. the um, you know, the weekend where we did meet up, um, I haven't caught your cold. Um, but yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? We had a little meet up. I messaged Rob on uh, Saturday morning just before I went to do my mini athletics work, and I said, "Oh, are you about this afternoon?" We had some. Me and Rachel had some mad idea. We needed to get some new dinner plates and for some reason Trentham Gardens came up let's go over to Trentham I'll message Rob see if he's about we'll meet up for a cup of tea um, that's what I do on a Saturday I just wait for I just wait for messages off Ben to say do you want to come meet up <laughs> and I finally <laughs> delivered and finally after weeks and weeks and weeks only since November <laughs> so we did the we did the one hour drive up the M6 uh, to Trentham Gardens um, didn't get any plates. 
And you chuck your plates away, I believe. And we have chucked the plates away. So we're still eating off the same two dinner plates because we ordered some and they were supposed <laughs> to come tonight on Tuesday. Um, so we have two dinner plates in the cupboard. The girls are eating off pieces of tin foil because we haven't got any plates in there. No, we have really. Again, social services. They have their Dougie and um, Paw Patrol plates. But yeah, thought we'd meet up, didn't we? It was quite nice. We did. Return to the scene of our yeah. first date. It was, yeah. I was, we were talking about it when we had the first time we ever met was for a, Trent, a Trenton uh, Park run and then we went to have a walk around the shop. So it was a similar kind of scenario. Other than I brought my tribe with me. So Laura came with me, Arthur and Connie. Um, yeah, it was nice. Ice cream Sunday, uh, cup of coffee, cup of tea. Ice cream Sundays on a Saturday. All around the shops. Yeah, yeah it was Bumped nice. Bumped into nice a little. Stoke Fit member. We did, yeah. Becky. Uh, shout out to Becky. Uh, spoke to her for a little bit. Saw a couple. Saw Daniel McCardle, I think his name is, from Go Team. Um, so shout out to Dan. Yeah, I don't think he recognised us because he obviously doesn't see us that often. But um, and he thought to us, well, they, they can't be together because it's unusual to be together because one's from Birmingham, one from Stoke. But we saw, yeah, it was nice. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was nice, nice couple of hours. Your two are crazy though, aren't they? After having sweets and ice cream. I can't believe they didn't sleep in the car on the way home. They literally ran around that place like non-stop, didn't they? Yeah. Two hours, yeah. like dipping their hands in the fountains outside, running around the shop, screaming. Billy fell over, clinging Pumped on her legs. Head. But, oh, yeah, they are exhausted. But we are creating these energetic children, so... Yeah, same as Arthur. Arthur's exactly the same. I'm sure that Arthur was running around after him anyway. So yeah. it's the, 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 I think the, I think Arthur's met his match with your pair anyway. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good. Well, uh, future North Stas Roadrunners uh, entrance there. <laughs> yeah, Kim. yeah. We've we, we we have said that we're going to get them to race. Actually, can you remember when we first started talking about it? We when they when you were talking about um, I think it was Amelia yeah. doing part run. part run. We said that we're going to get them. We'll get them on the start line of Olsager for the new season. Yeah, yeah. Ken, organise a kids race if you if you're listening to this episode, which no doubt you are, Ken. We need a kids race at (laughs) Olsager. Just while we're talking about Ken, actually, he messaged me. Um, There was a bit of an error last week with one of the statistics that we read out. So just before we move on. Just to shout out, sorry to Carl Moulton, because we did, we, we, on uh, the Congleton Half homepage, it does say that Carl Moulton is the record holder for the course. Unfortunately, it's not. It's somebody else, a, a guy called Andy Miles, uh, quite uh, apt for a, a runner, Andy Miles. From last year, he got it with one, mi- one, hour, one, one minute, one hour, 11, 11 minutes and 36 seconds. Pretty good going for a half marathon. So well done to Andy. I don't know if he listens to the show, but well done to Andy. Well, I mean, that's a fantastic time, isn't it? One hour 11. That's amazing time. That's getting on to professional time, isn't it, really? It's good stuff. I mean, I can't yeah, can't imagine the uh, the pain of running mm. a half marathon at that pace. But I suppose yeah. whatever pace you're running at, if you're pushing your boundaries, whether you're doing an hour and 11 or you're doing two hours 11, you're running at the, mm. the boundary, the pain is going to be there. Mm. And if it's not, what are you doing? Yeah. Shout out to Jackie Bailey as well. She did a half marathon. Jackie B? I can't remember where it Jackie B, number one fan. She did a half marathon. I can't remember where it is. I'll try and have a look while we're talking. But she did it in one hour 56, her first sub two-hour marathon. I know. It's amazing. Uh, considering that she's only started running relatively recently, she's done absolutely amazing. And she says it is renowned for um, can re- Lake rec- rec- She can recommend Lake Vrin- Vinrimwe. Lake v- Lake Verdi. That's the one. Is yeah. Jackie yeah, V-Y-R-N-W-Y. Uh, Where's that? Lake Verney. Uh, near Oswestry, Street, she says. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Um, and I suppose, yeah. I think it's supposed to be quite fast. And I've also yeah. heard of it before yeah. this weekend, not only for Jackie Bailey, but I believe that friend of the show yeah. won it. Oh, First who? female, come on, guess. Friend of the show. Emma Taylor. Emma Taylor. I believe she really? won Lake Verney half oh, marathon right, okay. at the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I saw that actually. I wasn't sure. I wasn't aware it was the same same course as what Jackie ran. But oh right, yeah, I saw that she won a on Instagram. Won a, won a half. 
Just going to oh, check okay. it because we don't want any more errors. We don't want any more errors. Yeah, yeah first lady. I know that she won. Race day, late Bernie uh, Half Marathon. Uh, 117.45 and only 15 seconds off her current PB. Wow. So, two ladies doing very, very well there at Lake Bernie very, Half very Marathon. Well. Not done it before. Well Maybe we can go on to more. No, neither have I. Maybe. I, I think, um, by the sounds of it, it's quite a good course to run, so I might try it next year. If it's similar time this time next year, I'll, I'll have a go of it, probably. Give it a whirl. So, should we, should we talk about your running? Should we do in Solid yeah. Manch? Is there anything to talk about? Yeah. Is there? I did a bit of a, a bit of a tease last week, didn't I? Go on. Let's talk about your running. Let's have a look. Enlighten us all. I mean, should we cut straight to the Dr. Dre story? Because I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> did you like a bit of music I at did. the end of the show? I did. I'm not sure if we'll have to pay any royalties or anything. If Dr. Dre comes searching for us, uh, I don't know if he'll, he'll want any royalties from a little show. But if he wants to sponsor the podcast, Dr. Dre's Beats... You can come. You can sponsor the podcast if you want to, Doctor Dre. Um, but yeah, so I said last week that I ran with Doctor Dre. Here we go. It wasn't the real Doctor. It wasn't the real Doctor Dre. I'm going to spoil it straight away. It wasn't the real Doctor Dre. But so basically, I went out with Stoke Fit, and there was about 17, 18 of us for the medium short. <clears throat> and what they did is because we only had uh, one person doing the medium short and the medium long. At the end, Matt Craig. So shout out to Matt. Really good runner. Uh, really good leader, really good guy as well. He said to us, anybody fancy the medium long? And I, I was the only one that put my hand up at the first. Because I, like, I have 70 minutes, so I thought I may as well do it. And then another guy came with us. I can't remember his name. And then another guy came with us called Andre. Uh, and we were running around and we were talking. And then and, um, Matt said to Andre, that, oh, Rob's here on the podcast. I thought, I'll do the podcast. I thought, oh, right, okay. So we start, he says he's going to start listening to shout out to Andre if he's listening. And when he introduced himself first, he said his name was Dre. Never thought anything about it. And then we were talking and then Matt says, just tell him, Rob, what, what do people call you? And he was like, yeah, Dr. Dre. I was like, why? Because he's a doctor. He's a doctor and his name's Dr. Dre. And he's a doctor of astrophysicist or something like that. I can't remember for, for, the, for the life of me, but his name's Dr. Dre. And I was running around, I was like, that's going to have to, you know, I earn a shout out on the podcast. So I have ran with Dr. Dre. Uh, uh, Tumbleweed moment, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, see, he's it's not a bad, not a bad anecdote. He's, he's probably very grateful for the, um, the shout out and you've made yeah. him quite famous. He's <laughs> uh, famous as Dr. Dre. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, I'll give I it a long run. <laughs> and I ran, I ran six point six six miles, so all the sixes as well. So another, another, another anecdote to say. Are you clutching? So I ran with Dr. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Forgive me, forgive me. I have got a bit of a husky voice today. I mean, I like the Dr. Dry story. I can imagine as you're running around and you're looking for something to take your mind off, it would it would yeah. make you tickle a little bit, that one. It, it did, it did. It made me, made me laugh anyway, so... Yeah. I, I hope mean, it made you I hope it made you laugh as well. What's he like, though? Does he get sick of it? Isn't it? Uh, no, I think, he, I think he likes it, actually. I don't know, but he was quite open to say, yeah, my name's Dr. Dre, uh, and... Uh, all his mates, I don't know if his mates call him Dr. Dre, but they call him Dre. His name's Andre. I can't remember his second name, but, um, but yeah, he's doc, Dr. Dre. And he did a doctorate to, to get the, the doctor. So well, I'd be walking around introducing myself as Dr. Dre all the time. If it was me, I'd be around. Yeah, I mean, I can, Dr. Dre, I can see Dr. why Dr. it would raise a smile. I mean, I don't think it's, yeah. it's guest worthy of the show. It's not your finest piece of work. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Dre, the the actual Dr. Dre. Again, if you want to sponsor a podcast, you're more than welcome to it. That, and then the other Dr. Dre, the Stoke Fit Dr. Dre. That would be impressive, I suppose. So that was, mm. that was when was that then? What day are we on? That was the 4th of September, so that's like two weeks ago. So now. that's the 4th so that of while September. Back. That was the Monday, 4th of September, 6.66 miles. And then yeah. it, it's been an up and down week. I've done bits though, haven't I? I have been running. There was a, I got a dead leg at football. So we, we started um, played, a session, I, played, I believe. Yeah. Play football on the Tuesday, ran into my own player, <laughs> got a dead leg. Uh, scored four goals that game. You did run 5K in that as well. Yeah, exactly. And then I uh, got a dead leg. So I went out for a quick run on uh, Thursday, but couldn't get up to speed. So I just thought, oh, So you, you attempted the session. 
yeah. attempted and then a, the session. Attempted. And then, and then I was supposed to have a, set up, a, a run on Friday, but I went to football instead because I thought, well, I'll see how it goes with my leg again. I didn't want to run, so I thought I'll just go and play a bit of football and did three, part, three mile again. Another three mile playing football. That's not bad. Yeah. Saturday, part run. Combined. Saturday, part run. It was a combined run club, yeah. So I went out with combined run club and did a part run with them. Good few, few people. Jackie Bailey was there with some Stone Master Marathoners. So shout out to Stone Master Marathoners. And then I did a long run and my leg was getting back to some kind of functioning there. Which I'm quite pleased. I'm actually really pleased with that, to be fair, because this was your specific mm. half marathon yeah. workout. Yeah. Trying to get you running at sort of target ish half marathon pace um for uh, intervals of 10 minutes mm. so 10 minutes on five yeah. minutes off repeated five times handled it really well yeah I thought, it I, very I, well. I, yeah it was good i enjoyed it i was down the canal back to my roots of where i was running training for me uh, for london yeah. so i enjoyed that and then on the monday so last monday Again, went out to do the medium short. No, I went out with medium short, but Stu Parton, so shout out to Stu, another, another cracking leader for Stoke Fit. He decided to do it mixed up a little bit and said, right, okay, then rather than going a medium short and then a little bit extra at the end of, for, to make it up to a medium long, he sent us on two different routes. So if medium short, you would go one way. And if it was medium long, you'd go a bit of a longer route to get to the muster point. So we went and did that and it did 6.6 mile again. So I enjoyed that. Nice, nice. Tuesday, played football again. Played football, didn't score. I played absolutely shocking, absolutely shocking that game. And, and you can tell, really, you only run two point nine miles. Where was the effort? I know, I know, I uh, know. And then on I mean, Thursday, stop the press before we get to Thursday. Stop the press, everybody. What? Why? You did your strides. Strides. Ah, you actually I did know. strides. Wow. Well, I thought to myself, I may as well every now and again do a few strides. Uh, forty-five minutes, forty-five minutes easy, followed by my strides. So I did every now and again. Then Saturday, I did um, just gone before I met you. I did part run, and it felt harder than have it you, actually should have done. Skipped, I think you because... just skipped the fact that you had a session on the Friday. Oh no, that was the Friday. That was a Friday. The forty-five minutes, and then the fra- then the strides. No. The 45 minutes yeah. and the strides was Thursday the 14th. Oh. <laughs> right, and you okay, had a session so to do on the Friday. Yeah. Which was which was an, an actual, another attempt at the session which you didn't do on the 7th because of your dead leg. So I'm starting to think you don't oh. like the sound of this session that we're putting in and you're just avoiding I just didn't, it. I just, no, I'm not avoiding it. I'm not avoiding it. I just didn't. What was it? I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to think of an excuse, but there's no it's excuse. I can't remember what I was doing. Five times three minutes off 90 seconds rest with a five-minute recovery between that first set. And then it's five times 45 seconds hard off 45 seconds. And it's been on your training peaks for two weeks now in a row. And for whatever reason, dead leg or I didn't know Friday existed, you've missed it. <laughs> Yeah, Fridays don't take. So actually, in the last two weeks, where you haven't done your variety. No, I know I haven't. But then again, uh, uh, I did my strides. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the effort's been there in terms of getting out and moving and being active. I did part run. I did part run at quite a good speed. I mean, you're still getting the mileage in. You've still done two weeks of twenty-five miles. I'm I'm happy with that. Mm. And we've got the long run in. We are getting the long runs in. It's like you sacrifice the, yeah. long, the session for the long run, and when you do your session, you don't do your long run. Just need to gel the two together, silly toe. That's all it is. I know, I know. It's just, it's just. I'm not just saying this, and this is not just an excuse. But it's been, it's busy. My life is busy know, at the I minute. Know, I know. I'm only one. It is one. busy, and I, I know you are. I know C you are. And it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with C minus. To be fair, I'd, I'd take that. But it is busy. It, 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 finding the time to do everything is. It, 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 it's hard. It is hard, but I'm trying my best. You are. Trying. But Saturday, I did. I did a part run, and it felt harder than it should have done. I think it's because this was starting. So mm. this, whatever this is, is start, was starting. I mean, this hold. is the thing with illnesses. I think, in actual fact, as runners, you don't realise that that prior to actually feeling ill, your body's fighting yeah. or is 
dealing with the picking up of that virus. So yeah. in actual fact, like if we look at the signs of the running and how your energy levels are prior to now, you probably did pick it up a little bit earlier and that's probably where you found things a little yeah. bit harder. And it does affect your motivation as well um, yeah. without you yeah. even yeah. knowing it. So these are things that living busy lives we are just you know we are still just recreational runners giving it our all to try and do what we can right you're making a fist of it yeah. you're making a fist yeah. of it making a fist of it and then i went out for me it was um a long run on sunday and it was very autumnal a lot of leaves on the ground it was quite nice actually it was very nice and was fueled by protein rebel uh, for the th- second time, what? second week in a row, because take, I take fuel, uh, take protein rebel out. What's protein rebel, Rob? Protein rebel is a fueling energy gel. Uh, let's play the advert. No, that's we'll play the advert later. <laughs> it's uh, it's a really good pro- and I I do rate it. I do really rate it. I heard somebody talking about what well, yesterday in the in the medium long run talking about what energy gels they use mm. and how thick it is and how hard it is to digest sometimes. So I suggested Protein Rebel, if anybody wants to use we Protein Rebel. We popped into a PIU, didn't we? It was in there. Marine mm, collagen yeah, and so uh, it's, the gels so on the counter. Yeah, it's sold there. So if anybody does want to use Protein Rebel, use the, the code CTC15 and you will get 15% off as well. So are we doing and then, an overall summary of your running for the last two weeks? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, and then I did a long uh, meeting along yesterday at Stoke Fit. Uh, six mi- six miles, but broke into mile sections. So I did about I did yeah. six point three eight, but it was six miles. I mean, I c- each time like a mile each time. I quite like what we've done in naturally progressing your Monday run. There's mm. sort of all on its own now, really. For probably since the start of August, has gone from what is standard sixty minutes to seventy minutes of easy running. So that's yeah. progressing quite nicely on a Monday. We've obviously got your yeah. football on a Tuesday, which is, you know, inevitable. You'd sometimes... Apart from tonight. Apart from tonight. Sacrificed it. Podcast. Sacrificed it for mm. the podcast or sacrificed it for Man City? I don't know. I'll let them listen. <laughs> I, normally pl- I normally play football when Man City play. Okay. Uh, I've sacrificed I've actually sacrificed it for, for Laura having a haircut. And you didn't watch City She's because out. for me on the weekend? I know. I came out to came out to. He see said this you better be good because City's normally on on a Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> and they were. They still won though, three one. Um, I think Aston Villa are still playing on. Yeah, ninety <laughs> plus three days. We're winning six one now. Um, I think. Yeah, look. I think you've done well. You're very busy. You've had a bit of illness. How did you feel? Mm. On that specific half marathon pace workout, that's the big question for me. I felt okay. I felt I felt good. It was it was tiring. I think it was very hot that day. I think it was very humid, uh, and I think that it drained me quite quickly. Mm. But I felt I felt good. I felt I did feel good. Um, I have got health problems. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to talk about it too much. Cause I'm still waiting to. Obviously, people know about my 24 hour ECG. I'm still waiting to hear from cardiology. Um, but I've been told that it might be something that is wrong with my heart, which is called heart block, uh, which is concerning for me, but I'm not overly concerned about it. But I don't, the thing is I'm trying not to push myself too much because I don't want mm. to overexert myself and then, then turn around and say, actually, you've done too much, if that makes sense. But I'm waiting to hear off cardiology. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice run. Um, and I did feel breathless, but I think that was just purely because... Um, of the heat yeah. uh, on that day. It was very humid. I mean, I think I've got to give you a lot of credit for that run, to be fair, because the five intervals that you're supposed to be doing at your sort of target half marathon pace, um, you actually did really well on those those mm. sections. Your heart rates handled it really well. Um, you're sort of flirting with just under your anaerobic threshold, uh, according to my estimations, through training peaks. Mm. Uh, on each of those 10-minute blocks, um, on each of them, you're covering just over a mile. So you are covering sort of 1.1 miles on each of those blocks, which is good. So we're sort of yeah. working around where I would probably want to be trying to push you for your Man- Manchester half marathon pace. Obviously, we're breaking mm-hmm. it up with rest periods, but we're starting to get you feeling you know, comfortable at that sort of uncomfortable half marathon pace. We've still got 
Uh, I mean, it's less than a month. I don't want to worry you. It's three weeks away, but we are probably, you know, in a position where you've worked really well in the last uh, sort of 10 weeks to add that long running, which was a big concern at the start. We need to get the long Mm. running. We've obviously upped the mileage slightly to, you know, as much as we can with your busy life, because that's not always easy. And there's a really interesting question about mileage coming later from Christian Prince, as we said. Um, yeah. But I think overall you've you've done really well. I think you've got a big three weeks now. Realistically speaking, you've got a big sort of two and a half weeks before we go into the taper because I think one thing that sticks in my mind is after the sort of next two weeks, you're not really going to add any uh, fitness gains, if you like, to Manchester. I think however you go into the week of Manchester Marathon, which is the week commencing the 9th of October, you're not going to pick up anything in terms of fitness. So this is your last chance really over the next two and a half weeks to really start putting some quality work in where we can, start doing a little bit more specific work. Um, And that's why really we're sort of starting to now try and get you working around that specific pace as much as we can so that come race day, you're comfortable at it, well, as comfortable as you can be at yeah. it. So, big two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got, like, say, Congleton coming up in mm. two weeks on Sunday, I think it is. Yeah. So, I'm not going to be racing that. Uh, that'll just be seen as a, as a long run. Yeah. But it's, it's... Well, it depends on what you want me to do, I suppose. It might be a good opportunity to try out a bit of pacing yeah, like I did I up mean, that run there. The, the, the sort of mindset I'm I'm at with that is because of where it falls. I mean, there's no point in you going and running and trying to run a PB because what are you going to leave no. in the tank for Manchester? Not a lot. And yeah. that's the big training goal. I think what we certainly can do is use it as a 13.1 mile run. We can break into sections. We can test you out over certain parts, whether we decide to do it in two halves, like... The first half is run at mar- half marathon pace. The second half is run at easy pace. Do we break it into intervals? Yeah. But what we do have the opportunity yeah. to do, which I always think is quite nice, is to do things like practicing fueling, practicing processes, mm-hmm. because at this part of your training, this far in, it's now about learning processes. We've done a lot of work, and you've done, even before we started your training for Manchester, right back when we first started this podcast in November last year, we've worked you into a position where you've run more consistently than you ever have before. So your fitness gains are there, but the biggest thing that you learn through years of running is pacing. It's experience of race day environments. It's, it's navigating people on route. It's getting things like your protein rebel, if that's your chosen fuel and seeing how many miles in and when do you need to take it? Do you need water? Do you have to carry gels? How many do you need to carry? What water do you need? Practicing your breakfast with your Bix milk and honey. Mm. What time are you getting up? And you can start practicing things like wearing the right kit. And these are all things which I think are going to be useful lessons from Congleton. Um, if Silly Toe doesn't get carried away and tries and PBs it. I don't think I will. I really don't think I will. I think my focus has been Manchester and I think... Congleton is is, is 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 supposed to be a really good course and a PB course, mm-hmm. but I think I'm, I'm going to treat it as 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 a, as a as a not a race, as just a run, as mm-hmm. a as a run to be able to run. because it's only my I think it's done Stafford twice, Potter's off twice, Great North, done Coxter, Great North, so that's six. I've been this is only my seventh half marathon, yeah. So it's so it's not exactly like I'm a pro. At when half you've done a lot of races, still, yeah. and I think you're used to the yeah. race day experience, the shot yeah. of adrenaline that you get when the gun goes off, and the waiting yeah. around and doing your warm ups, and I think it's it's a good opportunity at what sounds like a fairly busy race, not as large as Manchester by any means, but no. a well turned out no. race to practice all the things that you need to practice. So there's no guesswork come. October the 15th, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I want it to be. It is going to be a practice run for, for October. Obviously, I've got the stag do the weekend after. 
I am going to try and take my running shoes with me. Although I told one of the people, one of the lads, I'm taking my running shoes, and says, "If I see you taking your running shoes, I'm going to tie them up and chuck them in the sea." And that wouldn't be ideal <laughs> so, preparation. Definitely not. Definitely. And I did not. joke that so, you should run probably in flippers, and you might be quicker with the size of your feet. But um, I think if your shoes get wet, it might take a week to dry out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am thinking of taking them with me. There's no park runs in Magaluf. I've looked in Mallorca, so I might just go out and take just do a bit of a. You got fancy dress. Bit of a. I've no idea. No idea what they're planning. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The, the guys I'm going with are sent, quite sensible. So I aren't adverse to fancy dresses. People, people that know me know I'm not adverse to fancy dress anyway. So um, they might surprise me by not getting me up dressed up. But anyway. So yeah, looking forward to Manchester. Looking forward to Congleton. Looking forward to Manchester. Um, and it, I'm just reflecting on what Steve was saying last week. If anybody has got a place that they don't want to have a place, because uh, I know there's a couple of people still on the waiting list. Peter Gibbs is after a place still. So if anybody doesn't want to run Congleton Half, I know somebody that wants the place. So let me know, and I'll try and get in contact with Pete or get in contact with Pete yourself. <laughs> Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. So the rules in this, and be interested to see how many of the listeners go out and do this challenge. Let us know on Instagram, Facebook, message us, whatever it might be. You've got an hour, 60 minutes. You can do it on your easy run. You can turn it into a tempo run. You can go out race pace, whatever. Sit down and decide how you're going to spend your time and what it is you're going to collect The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Shall we look at Strava leaderboard? Go on. So, this week's leaderboard, like I say, we're a bit early, but from Monday to Sunday last week, uh, with 61.1 miles in third space, third place is Liam Clay. So well done to Liam. He's a gator, isn't he? One of the gator boys. Uh, yes, I think he is. Yeah, he is. In second, I don't know if he is. Is he a gator? I think he might be. Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, I know he's got the he's got the black, green, and green and red yeah. by his name. That's gator. Um, yeah, and then. In second spot was 64.6 miles, Martin Pratt. So well done to Martin. And then top of the shop, he's been out for snacks again with 66.2 miles. Well done to Kieran Bedford. Uh, and he is a gator. I know he's a gator because he's got a gator by his name. What snacks have you been after? Has he been out for snacks? I don't know. Has he been out for snacks? Has he not been out for snacks? Go on, move on. Let move us know, on Kieran, and I'll have a look and see if he's been out for snacks lately. <laughs> in let me just refresh my page because I've been caught out by that a couple of times for this week so from only two days because it's Monday to Tuesday so apologies guys in fourth spot I'm going to go to fourth spot because guess who's fourth who you oh you're you're fourth just before we stopped, started the recording right and I was devastated because I've been out for a session tonight and I did the session really, really good. And I did my cool down and I finished at the top of the road. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I've done a session. I'll walk this bit of the road. If I'd have carried on running, I'd have picked up third. <laughs> You'll probably have gone third, yeah. In third, in third spot with 15.1, so only 0.7 miles behind in front of you, it's Pat Buckingham. So well done to Pat. In second spot with 19.8 miles. Well done to Morgan Thompson. Well done, Morgan. Morgan. 
And then top of the shop with 20.6, our mate, Carl Moulton. So well done to Carl. So I think Carl's running, I think he might be running Congleton. So I'm looking forward to seeing Carl at Congleton. Looking forward to seeing a lot of people there. And just before we move on, it wasn't Daniel McArdle that we saw it, I saw at uh, Trenton Gardens. I just realised it wasn't Dan, it was David Blundred. So well, uh, so hello to Dave, if you didn't see us. Uh, so that's Strava leaderboard. Has Kieran been out for snacks? Have you looked? No, I've not got it. Well, the last time we went out for snacks was uh, September the 14th. Um, Postman Pat posting the goods and getting the snacks. So I think he's taken on some kind of running delivery. Oh, what snacks has he got here? He's got, um, yeah, looks like some carrot sticks, some digestive biscuits, a <laughs> uh, bag of Revels. And, oh, yeah, I can see that. Some nappies. And 30 nappies? That's yeah. more than... That, I don't know. Oh, that, oh, that's not that's for him. That's more than snacks. Just in case he gets caught That's short. a weekly shop where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, before we move on, uh, how did Northampton go? I believe you ran, uh, you paced Northampton, yeah, didn't so you? One forty-five. The only sort of exciting thing I've done in my running over the recent couple of days is Sunday um, with a good friend of mine um, from the running community, Joe Shirley. Um, we paced Northampton half marathon, the one forty. I'm in Northampton. I'm in t- tomorrow onwards. I'm at a conference. It's it's a, it's a nice-ish city. I, w- I will say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's it. Didn't didn't get to explore it much because the the route uh, went through mainly parks, canal footpaths, f- started and finished in the city. But a really good event. Um, it's the second time I've done it. Second year on the bounce, I've paced one forty five, and it's always nice to run with the people in Northampton because pacing one forty five, it's quite a sought after time. Um, mm. And you get a yeah, lot of people running with you. So we met a few people that I've met last year. Um, who came back again and the buzz of getting people to run a PB or helping them to run a PB is far greater than getting a PB yourself. I've found, uh, it's such yeah, a rewarding thing to do if you've never paced an event, um, quite yeah. tricky to plan the route out and make sure you're getting on pace and, and all that sort of stuff. But me and Joe had a good group with us again this year, uh, came in 10 seconds quicker than the, that's cracking. I, I would say that is amazing to come in even close. That 10 seconds is close to 145. Yeah, I mean, but coming a little it, bit closer as well. The route in Northampton was uh, declared 150 metres long because of a fire on the route. And the owner, uh, the organisers, um, which is Go Beyond Sport, Simon Hollis, his name is, really good organiser in events. Um, really felt sorry for him to be honest, because he, it, it, it's the first year we'd changed the route, put on a new route um, to make it more of a sort of city feel, um, more closed mm. roads uh, and made it bigger than it had been in the previous years. Um, and there was a fire that meant he had to detour and, and that detour made the course 150 metres longer. So the challenge for oh. us as pacers was to look at that, you know, standard pace for 145 is eight minute mile, but we had to yeah. factor that in and run a little bit quicker per mile to sort of bank that 150 meters so people could cross the finish line, if you like, in their target time of 145. Mm. But because of that, um, I think we got more people home for a PB than, than you know, would have been expected. Um, mm. Really good atmosphere, good, good half marathon. And I'll probably be going next year. So next year, if anyone's looking for a half marathon around September time, Northampton is a good one. If you're looking for a, a PB 145, come and run with me. Yeah. I, I I don't tend to stick with paces, I must admit. The only time I've, I've ever been paced, I've mentioned it a few times, is Stafford when Dave Wallace paced mm. me, 159.04. And I must admit, take it takes all the resp- all the all the planning out of your mind if you just can concentrate on the running yeah. and you can follow a pace there it makes it a hell of a lot easier because people know I'm rubbish at pacing I've mentioned it a few times on, on, on the podcast but having that opportunity to run with somebody who is doing all that for yeah. you and then you cut, and then then you come in underneath two. When I came underneath two hours, I think I was ecstatic. The, the key thing so. is with with having a pace or following a pacer is you don't realise how much um, energy you burn, not just physically, yeah. but nervous energy and and focus you lose when you're constantly looking at your watch 
um, and you're having yeah. to do the math. And when whilst you're trying to do the math of am I on time, am I on not, do I need to get quicker, how long have I got left, you lose focus if you're running. And whilst you're doing that, you could be going off pace um, mm. and actually having the ability to sort of do the training for however many weeks you've done and know that you've got it in the locker you're able to sort of just switch off, focus on your stride, focus on your fueling, focus on staying calm and relaxed. And as you say, you just yeah. you, you trust in people, you trust in the pacer that they've got mm. it right. Um, but in most of these events where you've got pacers, you'll find people that are able to run well within themselves um, and have come up with a plan. Like me and Joe, Joe has a fantastic um half marathon pb which he got recently of 117 something at the great at the great south run um uh, sorry the big half uh a couple of weeks back my pb's Mm. getting closer to 80 minutes hopefully with manchester Mm. so to to ask us to run 145 it's it's relatively easy for us and we can have that time to talk Mm. to people motivate them help them like we're stopping at certain points to pick up water for them so they didn't have to panic about the water station so joe would like go off and pick up some cups of water run at his very comfortable easy pace and make sure people were able to get water in and get energy gels off tables and stuff like that so if you have got a pacer at a race that you're doing take advantage of it if you can um but also if you uh, have never done pacing very very um good experience and really really rewarding i think everybody should try and do it at some point yeah yeah um I, 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 no doubt i'll try it in the future yeah uh, obviously when i get a bit better i get a bit can pace myself a little bit more it's a skill right then it is i must it, it must be a skill it must be a skill because i i struggle mm. to pace myself when i'm running on my own so to pace on other, other people i'd feel like really conscious about making sure i've got the right pace This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. You go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. Right, let's move on to question, listeners' question. The last time we had listeners' questions, I threatened people. I, I, I can't. I don't call it threatening people. I, I call it having a strong word with people. Ben calls it threatening. It's a threat. Um, about people sending in questions, and, and people replied, and people got in contact. So Christian Prince sent one in. Thought I'd send a question for the pod after your recent ask. See, he didn't feel threatened. It was just an ask. It was a pleasant ask. It comes after building. It comes around building mileage, especially high mileage. Kieran Bedford marathon training kind of mileage. That's what he's put in brackets. Do you think performance-wise for the half marathon marathon, it is more beneficial to have days with double runs or to have fewer longer runs? Or is there no benefit compared to the other and it is just a case of sensibly, sensibly building mileage in a way that suits you and your schedule? I struggle to run twice a day, as most people would, but it would be also be tricky averaging 20-ish kilometers per run if you're building to 100 plus kilometers per week. If you're if you're only going to run five to six days per week, etc. So would it be better to do longer runs less often, or would it be easier to split it, or more advisable to split it and do double runs uh, on the days? Because I've only done double runs on the odd occasion, 
I can remember when we had that couch challenge to try and top the leaderboard and I went out and did a couple of double runs then and it was absolute killer. I must admit, it absolutely knackered me out. But I know that other people do do double runs like yourself. I I believe you've done double runs as well. I have done. I mean, the the first thing I would say is it was was, um, Christian talking about kilometres. Yes, he said kilometres. I can't get on board with that. I know, I'm I know. the same. Nah, so I if I, get, if I get any of these numbers wrong, actually, I'm going to talk miles, Christian. You're going to have to do the converting, mate. We'll talk about your question <laughs> and we'll give you an answer as best I can. But I ain't going to be swamped down into kilometres talk. I don't do kilometres. I, I do, do apologise. And any of the listeners out there that work in kilometres, because I know my best mate Sam works in kilometres, but I, I don't know why. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think it's a really good question. I mean, it's, in, it is, it's yeah. in two parts for me: um, the double double sessions and and getting loading right in terms of increasing mileage, if you like, for half marathon or marathon training. And I think the first thing I'll start with is the double sessions. I think it's beneficial to some extent. Uh, double threshold training is basically something that you're doing in an attempt to basically push your anaerobic threshold as high as possible. Um, Mm. It's popular amongst Norwegian athletes. So anybody that knows Jacob Ingebrigtsen um, from the the telly. Erling Erling Ireland? Maybe. Come on, probably good friends from Norway. (laughs) The main sort of part of the system is to basically get your... Um, intensity levels on two sessions on a given day um, and it basically should if done correctly improve your ability to basically handle higher intensities but the good thing about double threshold is it involves running two sessions in one day but because you're running them in one day you then can have a decent rest day and it's mm-hmm. an opportunity to allow you to do it and minimise the stress that you're putting your body under. So the, the correct way in which it's done, but we don't have time as probably recreational runners who have jobs, is to do a threshold session in the morning, have a good meal, have a nap, rest, go out and do another threshold day, and then your following day or days would be easy runs or rest days to allow you to absorb that training. And before you know it, you've got two sessions in, and possibly a third or fourth if you're doing it again within the week, improving your ability then to push your anaerobic threshold up high because you're doing more sessions um, at less risk. And obviously with that, it will increase your mileage because you're doing an extra session, you're running twice a day, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's obvious that it will increase your mileage. There's obviously a case that you could run two times a day and just do easy runs um and obviously you could go out and do i don't know 45 minutes easy in the morning and you could do 45 minutes easy in the evening some people do run commutes that type of thing so they run to work they run mm, yeah run to work yeah my big thing at the level of running that i'm at and the reason i sort of stopped doing run commute obviously other than COVID, making everybody work from home and changing lifestyles, was I actually found my mileage wasn't sort of that good. It wasn't quality mileage. Mm. So my mileage went up slightly because I was running to and from work every day. But with a lot of that, you're carrying a bag and you're not really doing your proper run. You felt quite tired. And I just felt the quality in my training went out. So although I was doing double runs and I was increasing my daily mileage, I actually found there was more occasion where I felt tired and not suitably recovered. Mm. Therefore, then I'd end up taking a day or a couple of days off because I'd felt like I'd overtrained. Um, Mm. And sometimes if you do that within the week and you overtrain and you get to the weekend, what is it that's going to give? It might be that you don't do a quality session on a Saturday. It might be that you're too tired to do your long run. So I think it's really important to plan out what you're doing. I think you have to understand your own body if you're going to invest in double threshold sessions you have to be able to know that you can recover properly um and i think that's something i would advise against doing unless you're a very experienced runner um or you're working with a coach that can monitor your fatigue with your feedback uh, and input um but i think it's definitely a way that you could flirt with increasing mileage 
um, but you need to be really careful because you need to make sure that you are planning it properly, you're fueling properly, and you're ad adequately recovering between sessions in the day and across the days of the week to make sure you get your loading right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when I did that double run, I've only done a couple of times, must admit, but it, it, it does knacker you out more, I would say, yeah. a lot quicker because you are, and I suppose I tend to do my runs in the evening, but when I was training for the half, for the marathon, I was doing it in the morning. And I would always find that doing it in the morning got it out of the way and then I wouldn't have to worry about doing it in the evening. If you do it in the morning, then you've got to do it in the evening. I I would imagine you're probably going to lose motivation quicker. As yeah, well, I think there's that there's that thing of overtraining syndrome where if you yeah. do too much and it's a real condition um, that runners suffer mm -hmm. from, um, and not just runners, anybody in any sport really. If you overtrain, you can get overtraining syndrome, which can affect your mood. It can lead to depression. It can lead to um, loss of motivation. It can lead to chronic inflammation. Mm. It can it can really knock you about. Um, mm. So I think you have to be able to handle it. I mean, that said, if done right, because of the fatigue, the training fatigue, not necessarily the physical fatigue, but the training fatigue that you put down into your body, it can, if done right, help you to deal with the mental and physical resilience needed to perform during races because mm. you are putting yeah. the body under a lot of stress. I think it's just the way that you do it needs to be done with caution. I wouldn't say all of a sudden you start running two threshold sessions a week on a, on a, on a Tuesday. I think what you should do is to maybe, if you're thinking about it, is pick a day, Tuesday, run easy in the morning, run easy in the evening. If you can handle that, turn one of those into a tempo session in the morning and an easy run in the evening. If you can handle that for a couple of weeks, then you could think, right, I'm going to have a go now at running a threshold session in the morning and an easy run in the evening and gradually increase it like you would gradually increase your mileage. Play around with it and see if it works for you because I think there are definitely benefits you can get from it, but I think there's more risk involved and we've got to ask ourselves what's our goal as, as runners. It's to get on the start line of races and perform at mm. your best uh, and I don't think it's for everybody. I, the thing I will say, uh, the other part of Christian's question is about increasing mileage. Um, and what sort of mileage do you get to, you know, to run a half marathon or marathon? And he talks about it as Kieran Bedford type mileage. Kieran <laughs> and other members of the Strava group, some of them do some seriously high miles. The first thing is, yeah. again, your body has to be able to handle those seriously high miles. And that comes with a lot of recovery time. So focusing on recovery. Um, making sure that you're able to handle the type of mileage that you're putting in is really, really important. But I'm a big um, follower of something called the Hanson's Marathon Method. I don't know if we've mentioned it before on the podcast. I think you've mentioned it, yeah. I can't remember. Remind me. So the Hanson's Marathon Method is a book that I read um, about 18 months to two years ago. And it basically operates on the idea that by running more miles during the week, you're in essence running on fatigue legs for your long run on mm -hmm. a weekend. Therefore, as a result, the longest run that needs to be done in a marathon training block, and not everybody will agree with this, is 16 miles. And uh, okay. it's often a method that can be used by busy people that have big work commitments, young families or families but they can't go out and run lots and lots of mileage. It's, again, not something that should just be tried by anybody because what it does do is it asks you to put more mileage on your legs in a weekday, allowing you to put fatigue into the legs to then basically simulate what it is like to run a marathon on fatigue legs on your long run. Hence the reason why you might only go up to 16 miles. People that I coach for marathons, and you're going to find this out, I'm still going to obviously ask you to go up to 20 miles. I do think there's a lot of benefit in going up to 20 miles a few times in a marathon block. More psychological benefit than physical yeah. to some extent. Um, but I don't, I don't believe that it's essential to be clocking. 70 miles a week for a marathon, 60, 70 miles. I think it's more important to understand each individual as to what they can handle 
when running a marathon or training for a marathon because I know myself personally I get to 45 to 50 miles and my body starts to break down for whatever reason um mm. so I get a bit scared if I go over 50 miles because every time I've consistently got to 50 miles plus I've, I've picked up injuries um so mm. I don't really want to go above that and I believe actually mm. the, the the better um training emphasis comes from the quality of your run specificity mm. so if you're looking for a certain time what what is that time what is that pace and, and incorporating that into your longer runs and you and your runs within the week it makes sense though to, to like you say that hansen methodology to to be running on on tired legs for 60 miles because for the first however mile many miles 10 miles you might my legs legs might not be tired they're going to be tired but they're not going to be really really tired whereas the last 16 is when it's going to start kicking it in so you need to have that experience of running on them tired legs so it does make sense but i can i can also i I can also appreciate because i i was the same when i did that 20 mile run psychologically at first it was like oh my god what have i done what i'm never going to be able to do it but after a day or two after, I was thinking to myself, I've run 20 miles. I can do the marathon now. So that psychological building of, right, okay, I've got to 20 miles. I've only got to find another 10K to be able to finish the marathon. It does have that psychological impact. And Sean Kashmarski, who, who, who I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, he talks about that in his book. Uh, if anybody wants to, listen, to read his book, it's called Just Finished. Just Finish. Uh, don't know you can. Don't think you can. Know you can. And he talks about that, having that mentality of, yeah. I think he went up to twenty miles a couple of times during his marathon training. I, mean, I think, I think and I can you've it. got you've got to push the body to its boundary to some extent with the longer run. And I think going up to twenty miles is very beneficial because you'll get certain amounts of the marathon itself on adrenaline and and the support that you get on the day. The Hanson Marathon method, just to touch on some of the principles of it, is it's basically six days of running. And that's not for everybody. Yeah. So it's one rest day to build up that fatigue. It's looking at a speed emphasis early on in the training plan. And they follow something called SOS, which is basically... Save our, save our souls. <laughs> I'm not surprised with a buddy marathon training. <laughs> <laughs> something of substance, Rob, is SOS. Ah, okay. And it's basically <laughs> three SOS workouts per week, they call them. And that's anything from speed work, tempo runs at goal race pace and a long run. The longest run for most people is 16 miles, but there is that need to sometimes go further than that for the psychological benefits, I think. But it's all about running on what's called cumulative fatigue. So that's like the development of fatigue through your training week. Um, And that increase of training fatigue, along with those runs of substance, basically improve your running strength. Um, And I just believe that, you get a lot more from quality in your training week than you do from just throwing miles at it for the sake of it. I'm not saying Kieran's wrong in going to get snacks. I'm not saying that's wrong. Go and get your snacks. If you have to run to work, commute, run back, which I used to do, do the things that fit you. I was going to say, training is is whatever fits that person. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the thing. I think we can all sit here and talk about what people do on the Strava leaderboard every week, and that's great. Mm. Um, And I think the the thing I I would air caution to anybody is don't compare yourself to anybody else. It's your training. It's your goal. It's your level of experience that you're building on top. You go at your pace. It's not about making progression over six months. It could be progression over yeah. six years. Whatever. It's your yeah. it's your journey and you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Great question. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Christian. Um and I know that I was speaking to Christian on Saturday after part run, so he is just trying to find out if he's got a good for age to get into London Marathon next I mean, year. I like um, the fact that he asked that question, but I mean Christian's yeah. an incredible runner anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he got two hours 45, 44 or 45 at Manchester last Manchester Marathon last year. So, absolutely amazing. Let us know, Christian, if you do get into London. It'll be, it'll be really interesting to know. Um, and we'll, we'll be looking out for you. So, thank you, Christian. This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association proudly supporting road running 
in North Staffordshire since 1974. Couch reads, coach reads. Because you missed it last, not last week, the week before, because you were in your on in your bed feeling unwell. Right. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying anything other than I'm here and you're you weren't. But anyway, uh, it is your turn. Go on, then, Mr. Russell. What you got for I've us? I've got a book, 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 a book. I've got a book. So Go it's on. a book called Go. Go. On my blurry cinematic camera there, Rob, you can see it. I know, yeah, Ooh, cinematic go. blur. It's a book Tobias by Mew. Tobias Muse. Um, photography by James Carnegie. And basically, mm-hmm. it's an interesting book that sort of sits on the shelf. It's not a book that you would read, like it's not in chapters and all that sort oh, of right, stuff. Okay. But it's an interesting book that basically is an inspirational guide to getting yourself outside and challenging yourself. Okay. Mm. Now, in this book, it has different running challenges. Um, So, what it basically does is it gives you the ingredients to build your own adventure, big or small. That's what it says on the back. And one of the challenges is in the easy range of difficulty, one being easy, five being hard. This is one. Could be the return of the couch reads, coach reads here. Oh, here we go. Maybe. But... This challenge, Candy Crush. <laughs> the concept, all you will need is a pair of trainers, a GPS running watch or a smartphone. And the concept of this adventure is a one hour time limit. It might take you one hour to prepare for this. But the concept is, as creatures of habit, we like to know how some how long something will take. But in contrast, to a race which is often limited by distance this orienteering style challenge is about squeezing in as much as you can within 60 minutes all while exploring your local neighborhood so the two guys in this basically do you know the placards in uh london the blue placards on buildings oh so yeah, so did yeah, yeah. jk rowling wrote Harry yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah they went around london basically seeing how many of those placards they could go past in an hour so oh, okay. the rules in this, and be interested to see how many of the listeners go out and do this challenge. Let us know on Instagram, Facebook, message us, whatever it might be. You've got an hour, 60 minutes. You can do it on your easy run. You could turn it into a tempo run. You could go out race mm. pace, whatever. Sit down and decide how you're going to spend your time and what it is you're going to collect. So it might be that you're going to see how many post boxes you can run past in an hour. It might be to see how many Starbucks coffee shops you can run past in an hour, how many McDonald's you could go past in an hour. You get the idea. See how far you can run. The only stipulation is you have to start and finish from the same place and you can't double count something. And you've got to run round in an hour and see how many you can get past. Shall we set our listeners a challenge then? Oh. Of um, go out for an hour. Go out for an hour. And what have we got to find? I think we need to make them run for an hour and see Mm -hmm. how many pubs they can go past. We used to do something with Stoke Fit, actually, similar. A couple of years, well, just after COVID, they put like a picture of pubs on. You have to go and take a like a selfie outside that pub. So yeah, we'll do that. Listeners, go out for an hour, set yourself a time, a day, go out for an hour, do an easy run, and every time you go past a pub, take a bit of a selfie and tag me, tag Couch to Coach, tag Ben, tag me into that um, picture. You can do a bit of a reel. You can do a story, whatever, and tag us in there to show, to show us the how many how many pubs you go past. Living in Stoke on Trent, there is a fair fair amount of pubs to go past. Yeah, so let's see if how many people can get to a bit of a bit of a leaderboard, another leaderboard. See how many people can get how many pubs they can get to. And you can go in for you can go in for a drink if you want to. <laughs> Between now, points you can have on your sixty-minute long run. <laughs> yeah, between now and next Thursday, then well, next next Friday, yeah, next Thursday, because next Thursday is when we're doing the next episode. See how many pubs you can go and take a selfie in front of, and tag us in it into Instagram or Facebook, 
or just email us in and just show us how many you've done and then we can talk about it next week on the podcast um i'll do that next week sometime because i'm in northampton i'll get it i'll get it in as well i'll do it as well yeah Oh, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're going to have to do it. You've got to do it. it. If we're setting a challenge to the listeners, we can't not do it ourselves. So we'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do that. And that's a really good challenge. It's a really good book, actually. I might look at buying that. Yeah, you can like borrow more so what's it called? What's it called? Go. What's it's it say underneath? I can't Go, an inspirational guide to getting outside and challenging yourself. I'll stick a photo of it up on the yeah, Instagram yeah. account when the episode goes out. Yeah. There you go. And on that note, I think I'm going to go watch Man City. Uh, and cool. I'm not going to leave it. It's still nil-nil. Uh, I'm not going to leave a teaser last week, but I might have been out running with Eminem or uh, Snoop Dogg. Or... <laughs> One day I'm going to say something like that. You're not going to believe me, are you? Are you <laughs> and on that note, we will see you all later. See you later. Oh